Hello everyone and welcome to episode 53 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about overcoming fear, how to overcome a feeling of fear, how to get past the feeling of fear. So in episode 42, I think it was 42, we talked about uh, there's no such thing as negative emotions. So if you've listened to that episode, you'll probably be interested in this one as well. Um, and a lot of you said that you enjoyed the episode, so I wanted to go a little bit more in depth with one of the emotions specifically that I have a little bit more experience with. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second, but just before I do, um, as always, if you would like to download the transcript for this episode so that you can read along while you're listening, uh, you can do that for free on the website. That is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. Also, if you enjoy the podcast and you would like to support the podcast and at the same time get access to bonus episodes, you can do that through the Patreon account. Uh, over on Patreon, we've got bonus episodes and you can support the growth and continuation of the podcast. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out. That is patreon.com slash unlocking British English. So yeah, let's get into the episode of today. So how to overcome fear. First of all, I want to give you a little bit of background as to why I'm talking about this specifically. So a lot of you might not know that before I got involved with languages, teaching English and learning other foreign languages, uh, I was doing something else completely different. Uh, and so before I was teaching English, I actually was teaching like aerial acrobatics, pole dance, calisthenics, these kind of things, mainly focusing on, on acrobatics, things like flips and, and different acrobatic movements, aerial arts and things like that. Um, and my main focus as a teacher of those things was skill development, like how do we get better at specific skills and overcoming fear. How do we get someone to a point where they can do something even though they were afraid of doing it before? Um, and the reason for that is because uh, throughout my time teaching these kind of acrobatic arts, these different flips and things like that, um, I found that often whilst the technique was difficult, right, knowing what to do and how to do it was a difficult part of it. Most people's main barrier, the thing that held people back the most, was actually the fear of doing something. It was the fear of getting it wrong, of, of, of hurting themselves, making a mistake, different things like that. Um, and so obviously in the context of doing like acrobatics and things, it's a much more um, immediate fear, right? People aren't scared of something abstract in the future, they're scared of uh, jumping up in the air and then getting it wrong and then coming down and landing on their back or landing on their head or whatever, you know, they're worried about hurting themselves. So it's fear that's totally logical and totally makes sense. Um, and it's something that's, you know, that they need to, that people need to work through. So anyway, I got very interested in how I could help people break those barriers, how I could help people get over those things. Um, and so basically, 
basically I want to talk a little bit about the main things that I would focus on when I was teaching those things or when I was teaching them more um, and a little bit I guess about how this can relate to language learning as well because of course when you're learning a language you're not feeling the same kind of fear that you are if I ask you to do a backflip for example um, but there is still this, the feeling of fear or of anxiety similar kind of emotional experience and so I think some of the things that I'm going to talk about will uh, relate quite directly um, and so yeah let's talk about it so as I said before we talked in episode 42 about there's no such thing as negative emotions we talked a little bit about the utility of emotions that these things aren't just positive or negative they're a product of engaging with the world they're a mixture of uh, who you are as a person your beliefs and your values and and uh, what you see in the world and all these kind of things and so the first thing that we have to understand again is that fear is not a negative thing it's not a positive thing it's an emotion it's just a thing uh, and so it's how we deal with that emotion it's how we deal with that experience that makes it positive or negative because of course if we let fear completely take control of us then we're not going to get very far you it's very hard to do anything when you're really really scared um, but similarly if you were to say um, if, if someone had no fear just wasn't scared of anything at all well likelihood is they're going to put themselves in lots of situations in which they could get hurt and they're not really going to be paying attention they're not going to do um, you know what they need to do so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that when we get to the end again I'm going to kind of uh, go a little bit more in depth but uh, if you've listened to episode 42 then you'll you'll know you know a lot of what I'm talking about and I'll talk specifically about fear again uh, a little bit later but I want to talk a little bit more about um, the kind of the more useful applicable things that I would try and use with my different students to help them overcome fear rather than just talking about this philosophy of positive negative good bad or whatever so the first thing that's really important to do um, if you're wanting to overcome your fear of something the first thing that you need to do is to define your fears you need to define exactly what it is that you're afraid of happening now this seems very counterintuitive to a lot of people because often if we're scared of something if we're afraid of something we prefer not to think about it but there's two problems that come with that so the first is that if I don't define my fears, if I don't define specifically what it is that I'm afraid of happening, then my mind just kind of runs off. It just goes off on its, uh, it just goes crazy, right? I, I, um, our imaginations are very strong and very creative. And so when I don't put any kind of literal definition to what it is I'm worried about happening, um, it allows me to kind of imagine all these crazy things that um, become, you know, not even realistic, but suddenly you have these death fears of something that actually in reality could never happen um, so that's the first reason that you need to define exactly what it is that you're afraid of the second is that once you define exactly what it is that you're afraid of now that allows you to take action it allows you to move forward to take the next step because you can start to identify what you need to do to avoid that so 
um, let me give you a quick example when I talk about defining fears. So uh, one of the most popular things that I ever taught was the was a, like a basic backflip, right? To jump up and flip backwards, land back on your feet. Um, and usually assisted with like a pole or a bit of equipment, like an upright pole, something like that. Um, but the, a basic backflip. So usually when I try and teach someone to do that, we go through the technique. It's relatively simple, so we get that down and then they're still not quite sure about doing it. And the reason obviously is because they're afraid of doing it. So when we talk about what they're afraid of, they usually talk about, oh, I'm afraid of hurting myself. I'm afraid of, um, yeah, hurting myself is probably the most common example. And obviously that's fine because that's true and we definitely don't want to hurt ourselves, but it's very vague and it's very unspecific. So when I push people, I say, what specifically are you afraid of hurting? How do you imagine hurting yourself? And let's say this person says, well, I'm afraid of jumping in the air, going upside down, and then not continuing to rotate, not continuing to turn. So I just land you know, on my head, I land on my neck or I land upside down, right? So that would be very bad. So the difference now is once I've said, uh, I don't want to land on my head. We've identified where the problem point is, right? So this person said, I'm afraid of going upside down and then not getting all the way around. I'm, not, I'm afraid of not rotating completely. So then we can say, okay, do you understand how to rotate? Do you understand how to do that motion? Do you understand how to create that momentum? If they say no, then obviously, okay, that's that's easy. Then we can we can go through that. We can talk about that more in detail. If they say yes, then we can talk about, okay, so is it the fact that you don't believe that you can execute that movement? Do you not trust yourself to actually do it even though you understand? And then if that's the case, then we can start to break down the skill a little bit more. Again, focus on the specific point uh, which we're having trouble. And so defining more specifically what I'm afraid of stops me from running off, uh, stops my mind from running off and imagining all kinds of crazy stuff. And it gives me specific things to take action on. Um, a, a, another simple example would be like, if you have money problems, uh, if you say like, I just have money problems, Okay, that might be true, but it's super vague. It doesn't really give you anything to work with. But if you say specifically, okay, well, I'm spending too much money on this. I'm not earning enough money here. Uh, I'm spending this much money on whatever. More detail tells me exactly what I need to do and how I can take that next step. So first thing you need to do is define your fears. The second thing that we need to do moving directly from that is as I just mentioned, is to reverse engineer. So to identify the holes in your knowledge, in your skills, and then work backwards from there. So identify the points in which you're weak or which you don't know what you're doing or you don't know how to do that. Um, and, and then focus on how can I improve on that? So like I said before, the first thing is, do you understand how to do it? If you don't know how to do this thing that you're afraid of, then that's the first step, right? I need to arm myself with the information. Um, it, and then do you trust yourself to be able to do it? Do you understand how to actually apply the knowledge that you have in a, the real situation? And then if no, then you can find some sort of assistance. You can find someone to help you out with it, or you can start to uh, break things down a little bit more, focus on smaller parts of the process, focus on more specific parts of the process. Um, and which leads me into the third thing that I want to talk about, which is 
don't be afraid to break things right down. Don't be afraid to section things down into really small parts. Oftentimes, people feel like they need to move in like big steps and these big clear progressions um, and to focus on these tiny little details it seems like silly it seems a bit like uh, a waste of time or whatever but um, oftentimes when you spend more time really mastering each tiny little part and then moving progressively and slowly onto the next part you're going to progress with so much more confidence so if I give you the example of the backflip again you know it's easy to break that down into like four steps right I could say jump directly up into the air raise your arms up tuck your knees up to your chest to pull your hips up uh, and then open out when you rotate technically those four steps are correct right you jump and lift your arms up you tuck your knees up you lift your hips up that creates the rotation and then you open back up to a standing position to land however when I would teach these things I found it was a lot more effective even though it would take more time obviously to go through each detail it was much more effective to focus on every little detail of each part so we take the first bit, jump directly up. So first we look about how do we position our body. Then we think about where do we position our weight. Am I leaning forwards? Am I starting to go backwards? Uh, um, is my weight even? Then I think about which muscles I'm engaging, which muscles I'm using to try and jump. I'm thinking about how my head position affects the, um, the direction in which I'm jumping in. I think about am I keeping my eyes open? And this is all just in jumping so I'm literally talking about jump and land back on the floor nothing else happening when you look at things in more detail and when you go through these things and study them and learn them um, more specifically in more detail you build so much more confidence in your ability to actually perform that skill to be actually to actually be able to do the thing whatever it is the thing that is you're trying to do um, and so yeah, I just find that sometimes people are they're, they're almost too proud, right, to to break things right down just to look at a, a really small little detail, right? Is there one little sound in English that you feel like is is really difficult um, to pronounce? You know, what take some time to focus on the pronunciation of this one vowel in in this one word. Try and get it as close as you can, and then every time you use that specific vowel it's going to be a little bit better it's going to be a little bit closer you know and i've talked about not obsessing over a perfect accent but obviously if we're talking about improving a certain skill if we're talking about improving pronunciation for example in this case you know don't just take a sentence and try and repeat this sentence and make it sound like like me or like the person on telly or whatever you know take each word take each sound try and study each little detail and you're going to have so much more confidence with your ability to be able to pronounce all these different words you're not going to think about pronouncing them right you're not going to worry so much about pronouncing them right anyway don't be afraid to break things down it's super important to go through the details and it gives you uh, a lot more confidence and so yeah I said at the beginning when I was talking about like the utility of emotions the use of emotions why we have them the fact they're not good or bad necessarily it depends on how we use them uh, I said I was going to talk about that a little bit more and so um, the, the reason that I wanted to talk about it a little bit more at the end is because the, the three things that I've talked about before I see as kind of the base of the foundation um, of working through these things um, and so 
you know, again, these emotions in general aren't positive or negative. It depends how we use them. It depends how we interpret them. And so fear can be crippling. It can make you freeze. It can make you, um, you know, just do nothing or make terrible decisions. But it can also make you perform at your absolute best. Now, let's remember that the purpose of fear is to keep us alive. Fear is our oldest emotion. It's the one that we see in the widest variety of animals. Um, however basic or rudimentary the rest of their systems are, we can see a sense of fear, some sort of experience like fear. Um, and so this is something that we've used throughout our entire evolutionary history to keep us alive and we're still here so it works quite well and the reason I bring this up is because generally when we think of fear the classic way we think of our these responses right is fight flight or freeze right so um, an animal when it gets scared in the wild either it freezes it just stops or it runs, flight, it runs away, or it fights if it can't run away or freeze. Um, and then, but what happens when you experience fear, the physical um, changes that happen in your body, the elevated heart rate, uh, the way that blood is channeled away from like your stomach and different organs that aren't important at that time and is channeled towards your legs like to allow you to run, towards your brain to allow you to think a little bit more um, clearly and sharply and things like that. The reason is because this emotion, this experience is used in life or death situations and so what that means is that when we learn to understand and harness this emotional experience, we can use this to massively improve our performance, certainly um, uh, from a physical perspective, but a lot of the time also from a psychological perspective. And so it's important to remember that not only is fear not a bad thing, it's not something that we're supposed to uh, just completely avoid. It's not something that we should wish we didn't have. Uh, everyone experiences fear, even if you feel like they don't, they do. It's just going to be a slightly different experience to yours. Um, but the difference is that they've learned to control that, they've learned to harness that, they've learned to use that to their advantage. Um, and so, yeah, having that understanding allows us to to utilize these different systems to help us perform better. So the fact that your heart is beating a little bit and you feel like um, you know, your breathing's a little bit different when you're about to do a backflip is good because it's it's you're, you're getting ready, you're taking it seriously, you're focused. But I have to learn to channel those energies, I have to learn to use those energies and not let them work against me, um, not just shut my eyes and hope everything goes away. So yeah, like I said at the beginning, language learning is not the same as doing backflips and aerial acrobatics. Um, you are very often not putting your life at risk, um, but we do still experience fear, anxiety and things like that with language learning, with speaking for example, a lot of people get nervous, they get anxious, they get a bit afraid of speaking to a native speaker uh, and things like that and so you know again these 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 same points are are useful for you if you're someone that is experiencing these kind of things you know if you're afraid of finally actually starting to speak in english 
define your fears what exactly are you afraid of are you afraid of people not understanding you are you afraid of people laughing at you are you afraid uh, that you don't know the right words for the right country do they use this word in Britain or this word in America or whatever what is it exactly that you're worried about happening don't allow yourself to just just run off and let your imagination run wild um, define exactly what it is that you're worried about and then that gives you specific things to focus on so if you feel like people aren't going to understand you why aren't they going to understand you is it because you don't have enough vocabulary great now we know that you need to go and learn more vocabulary is it because you think that your pronunciation isn't clear enough fantastic that means now we need know that we only need to go and focus on the pronunciation instead of trying to worry about everything instead of just ending up saying oh, i can't speak because uh, my english is, is rubbish it doesn't mean anything it's too vague it doesn't help us right so identify and then reverse engineer from there identify the holes in your knowledge identify your weaknesses work on those things specifically and don't be afraid to break things right down don't be afraid to you know if you sh if once you've identified the thing that you need to work on now that we're focusing on something specific this thing that's going to give you the best results for your time invested now we can go into those little nitty-gritty details and really focus on each part um, so yeah that's uh, that's basically what I wanted to talk about today. So I guess I'm going to leave it there for now. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I found it relatively interesting. As always, if you have any thoughts about the podcast, any things that you would like me to talk about in future episodes, please let me know. You can get in touch on Instagram uh, or by email. All of the details are in the description box wherever you are listening to this episode. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.